The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. everybody thursday july 6th 10 o'clock in the morning and we got a special guest today i am joined by bruce lombard bruce lombard if you've seen the videos has been spending a lot of time with the virginia tech defensive line bruce has 25 years of martial arts experience training and coaching he's the owner of lombard mma in state college pennsylvania and the creator of mma fx which is mixed mixed martial arts football cross training he has worked with athletes all over the country, teams all over the country, and we're here to talk a little bit about his business, his concepts, and what he's done with Virginia Tech. So, Bruce, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So, I appreciate it. Let's start it from the beginning. Um, how exactly did you get started with MMA in general? What interested you about the sport, about the practice, and then even to take that a step further and get into coaching? Yeah, well, it was after I got out of college, I was done playing sports for the most part. So I was just seeking something out out uh, that would maybe intrigue me or entertain me, keep me involved athletically. And so that's why or where I first started my martial arts training with boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, and, and some submission grappling. Uh, that was 1994. Uh, and that was the year actually I moved to State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, so I joined the gym and uh, trained there for seven or eight years. And then the coach I had and, and the owner of that gym, had died uh, at a young age, prematurely cancer. Uh, so when he died, his general manager uh, for a number of years took over ownership, and then I took over coaching. And uh, in 2017, that general manager turned owner uh, then decided to go off and do some other things, and I took over full ownership, uh, which became Lombard MMA. And then uh, – the MMA effects that started in about 2013. I was coaching or doing some personal training with a couple high school football coaches in the area. And they would go to a lot of Penn state camps, coaches clinics. And they came to me with some hand fighting stuff that they were doing up there. The Penn state coach at that time had a, like a karate instructor or something doing some hand training. So they showed me videos of, of what they were doing and I recognized a lot of the motions that this, this martial arts guy was doing. And I have a background in Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's martial art, with some Wing Chun and the other arts I mentioned. So I kind of took what that guy was doing, which I recognized a lot of it, and then implemented some of my own ideas and stuff and blended that all together. And that kind of became the MMAFX, which is a blend of boxing, wrestling, uh, a little bit of Muay Thai kickboxing and the Bruce Lee art kind of a Wing Chun. Uh, Wing Chun. Bruce Lee kind of made it famous in the United States uh, through his uh, movies. So any, anything you see or a lot of what you see, if, if you watch any old Bruce Lee movies, uh, that's a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat. 
And Wing Chun is, is kind of known as that uh, limb immobilization uh, art uh, where you're trapping arms or legs, or in this case with the football, the, the arms and hands. Uh, so that kind of uh, put it all together. And then I was just kind of trying to share my ideas with whoever would take time and listen. So I was working a lot with high school players and teams, uh, pro bono. I just wanted to share my my ideas, get feedback. And then I just started pretty much stalking Penn State players, coaches. At that time, there was no Instagram. I don't even know if there's really Twitter going, but uh, so Facebook. So I'd just be messaging everybody, especially the guys that were then at that point graduating, moving on to the NFL. Um, so I just started doing that. Finally, that was when at Penn State, when Joe Paterno had left and Bill O'Brien was now at Penn State. Uh, so his strength coach and actually a couple players that graduated reached out to me and came down and gave me a shot and liked what they were doing and seeing. And so they told the coaches and then the D line coach at that time, Penn state was Larry Johnson, who's now at Ohio state. He came down and we developed a relationship and then the strength coach got involved. His name was Craig Fitzgerald. And under Craig Fitzgerald, who's now with the New York Giants, uh, Deej, um, who now is the head strength coach of Virginia Tech, uh, was one of his assistants. So some of those guys were coming in and training with me. Um, and then that's when James Franklin came right after them. And their D-line coach was Sean Spencer. And he was a big hand advocate. So he started, we developed a relationship. And at that point, Word was getting out. I was working with a lot of Penn State athletes. They would come down to my gym and train. And then at that point, coaches were kind of communicating with other coaches. You know how the football world is. They all, it's all kind of a family. Doesn't matter where your coach. And so it was kind of word of mouth. And at that point, I started uh, going around the country. I went to Alabama, Oklahoma to work with their coaches. And uh, a lot of players would come to me, uh, NFL or college and even high school, and come to my facility. And, and, then, and then a couple of years ago, I worked with New York Giants in the offseason. And then that kind of has been taking its course. And uh, I offer an instructional video that I, you know, sell to coaches that can't come see me or whichever. It's, a, it's like a two-hour instructional video that gives you all the, all the drills and techniques that we do. And so that would help connect with people as well. And... Uh, and then now we get to this point and with uh, my relationship with the Penn State coaches who are now, you know, a handful of them are down at Virginia Tech. Uh, they connected with me and then I've been down there a couple of times to, to show the stuff and work with, with their players. So we were talking about this before we press record a little bit. And whenever we have student athletes come on, uh, it's always about transferable skills. It's the football players who draw back from their time playing basketball. Up here in North Jersey, if you were a stud football player, there's about a 90% chance that you wrestled. So walk me through a little bit some of those transferable skills, whether they're technical, whether it's uh, flexibility in the body, whether it's the mindset that you approach with those sports that you look to transfer into uh, football players. Well, and as we talked a little bit earlier, uh, how the cross training, how other sports transfer to football, I I don't think many people or coaches or players really understand it. Unless you did wrestle, you can see how that transfers over with body leverage and hand-to-hand combat techniques, uh, a mentality as well. Uh, but also boxing, 
And there's so much that's similar in boxing that you can do in football, uh, whether it be hand speed development, timing, precision, punching, uh, defending. Uh, again, it's a mindset. It's a combat sport type of mindset. So they just work so well together. And that was the whole idea is to kind of take some wrestling and some boxing and kind of mesh it together to where it would be applicable for football players. Uh, like, obviously, there's wrestling techniques and boxing techniques that no football players ever use. Uh, but mostly the punching and the hand combat with the wrestling and the pummeling, uh, the body leverage, uh, that's what we incorporated to make it specific for football athletes, to really narrow it down. So, right, so it's if a, a football athletes come to train, I mean, we're not just doing boxing for the fun of the sport of boxing. Uh, we're doing the techniques that will then help them or move over into their sport. And the main focus here is, and I tell people this all the time, is we are trying to improve the athletes. So we're, we're doing these and cross-training these other sports to improve their athleticism, whether it be their timing, their precision, their hand speed, their hand-eye, even foot coordination. Uh, you know that obviously the, with the D-line or even linebackers, it's the eyes, hands, and feet. And you can't get any more eyes, hand, feet coordination than you can in the sport of boxing. Uh, because in boxing, if your eyes, hands, and feet are kind of lacking, then the consequences there are getting punched in the head, uh, which are pretty severe consequences, and it de defeats the purpose kind of of even training in that sport or competing in it. Uh, so uh, by taking those elements and that approach, uh, we just move it over to football, again, to try to improve the athlete. Non-dominant hand control, uh, rhythm and flow. Like, you don't hear that too much in football. You hear push, pull destroy kind of run through them. Uh, this is rhythm and flow and timing we're teaching. We're basically we kind of say it's like we're teaching them how to dance with their hands. And with that rhythm and flow and timing, that's going to make them quicker and faster. And, and we take the approach that, you know, everybody's lifting weights, everybody's doing footwork drills, big guys, strong guys, where we can gain an edge over them is with that timing and rhythm and speed uh, that not all guys are training with their hands. Uh, so that's our one of our main approaches. I think one of the things, too, um, we had the opportunity to work with uh, a kung fu instructor for a couple of weeks uh, when I was in high school. And one of the things that really helps is if you're just taught as a defensive lineman, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, which will help you shield the block. But when you take it a step further and it's the point of weakness in somebody's arm is here. This is yeah. where you break it and here's how you swipe it. And it is the most efficient way to go through those motions. Have you noticed that players will often be able to execute on the moves, have a better flow, feel more comfortable with the move and it feel more natural when you explain the technical reasoning for why they're doing what they're doing? Yes. And then I really learned that. Well, with, with anybody I train, I, I want to try to convey to them, this is why we're doing it. And this is why we're focusing on attention to detail. Uh, just like in combat sports with football, everything's about split seconds and centimeters sometimes. Uh, you know, at one point, their body or their limb or their arm is there. The next, they're not. One point, they're squared up. Then they're not. So it's just, so we really are focusing on that timing and, and attention to detail, uh, what's going to help that timing and rhythm. And yes, we, so we focus on making sure they understand why we're doing this and why it's important for their sport. And then we, we follow through with high repetition. Working with NFL guys, they don't 
you can tell them or you can have great Instagram videos or whatever. And, but when you're in front of them, they want to know exactly why am I spending my time doing this? Because my livelihoods on the line here, my contract, I have a family, I have a wife to support. It's a lot more is on the line there than maybe a high school or a college athlete uh, to a certain degree. Uh, so you have to be really detailed to why, why we're doing this and the success that we'll have. But we also say to them, just like with anything, even if you bench press 500 pounds, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you 80 plays a game. But if we're working your hands and repping your hands, which is a very articulate motion and techniques, if it works five, six times a game, 10 max, and you have tack for loss, you're disrupting rhythm, or you're getting sacks, that's playing time. That's a scholarship. That's a look at the NFL. That's a higher you know, salary, whatever it might be. So that's what we look at. You know, Most of us as athletes, we're going to fail more times than we're going to succeed. But if we can succeed those handful of times or whatever, then that's beneficial. Um, so, you know, we try to keep them with that mindset, but it's all through repetition. You know, guys have to buy into it, get the time to it. And, you know, they can't just come and start working their hands and, you know, 10 sessions in, they're like, okay, I got it. No, you got to rep this stuff over and over again. And that's what we try to convey to all the guys of train with us or the teams we go to. Uh, but yeah, it's just helping them with their hands with their, and it's a sport specific hand training. and uh, helping them with their confidence. And as you know, you put some extreme confidence in an athlete, especially with their hands in this case, then that kind of goes a long way. Uh, they might not be as fast as the other guy or as quick or as strong, but if they believe that their hands are quicker and they have the reps uh, to work that timing, then they're going to succeed. So can you walk me through a little bit? I know you've been down in tech a couple of times. Um, walk me through what a typical session looks like uh, for a beginner as you move on and mature, and what kind of impact has it had on the defensive line so far? Yeah, so we have – so it's a real methodical approach. Uh, I come from a – my dad was a coach, so I come from a coach's family where I really understand it's it has to be pretty methodical and high repetition. You know, I think this day and age, or even some athletes are, they see something on TV or, or on a video and they're like, they, they want to be able to do that in two days. And it's just not possible. You got to wrap it out. And so the approach I take is it's, it's very methodical, attention to detail. Uh, we stay in a static position and we really slow motion. So we're going 50% or less, uh, making sure they're hitting every little detail as far as targets. And then we'll start from a stack position, meaning with our feet, uh, we'll start to move laterally with our footwork. I, I believe that, you know, when you can start adding footwork in a certain motions with your hands, the lateral footwork is probably the least difficult. And then we'll start moving forward a little bit at a slow pace. Uh, and then once they get to a certain level where, you know, we feel comfortable or he does and I do, um, then we'll start doing I'll put arm pads on and we'll go at a little faster pace and really assimilate, you know, getting off the line and how we're going to use our, our hands. Uh, but it's, again, it's a real methodical approach. It takes time. You know, I think as most humans, we just want to get the A to Z as fast as we can. And I understand that. Uh, but really it's that repetition and time put in that really takes those higher level athletes to where they are uh, committing to that, that repetition and that, that training. And doing it on your own. We talk about doing the little things that maybe other players or teams aren't doing. The guys that I work with or teams, we really try to commit to the players getting together on their own, 
whenever they can, after their lift, whatever, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes a day or every other day, uh, just to keep these hands fine-tuned. But it's through the repetition. Um, You know, there's a reason why you lift every week. It's that repetition gets stronger and more explosive. It's the same thing we do with the hands. you got to rep it uh, to get that almost natural uh, motion. So we want to think we're just in reaction mode and not necessarily in anticipatory mode or whatever. We just want to be able to react naturally, whether we're tired, rocked a little bit, um, fourth quarter, uh, whatever it might be. We want it to become natural motions, and we do that through repetition. Do you have anybody, whether that's somebody that you've worked with or somebody that you study film on, uh, who do you think are some of the best in the league uh, when it comes from a hand fighting standpoint? Well, I mean, it's it's going to sound obvious, but uh, Aaron Do- Donald, I mean, obviously he's great at everything. Uh, but you see how his, his hands, he's just – so a lot of these guys, including him, he's already quick and fast and explosive. And when we get guys like that – Yes, it seemed like they can't go any further, but they can through timing. And we call it no waste in motion or shortening up the motions. We say that you know, the more motion you have, the higher margin of error. Uh, the less motion you have, the lower margin of error. So, I mean, if your hands are flying all over the place left and right, you're kind of relying on one move. So you can be just as ballistic and violent with your hands with short motions uh, than you can be with just long uh, drawn out motions. We we want to take kind of like the brawler who might be athletic, fast, explosive, but he's still a brawler. So if he gets up against another guy that's fast, explosive, uh, but he's technical and he's more of the artist, um, then he's going to typically you know lose on those uh, engagements. It's in boxing. If, if you look at Floyd Mayweather, I think everybody knows who Floyd Mayweather is, whether you're boxing here or not, but undefeated, probably the best boxer, pound for pound boxer of all time. But when he got into his 40s, he didn't have that speed and power and athleticism he had in his 20s. But he was still dominating guys in their 20s. And that was because of his uh, rhythm, timing, precision, uh, attention to detail, that he could outmatch those bigger, physical, uh, stronger, faster, younger guys. And it's the same mentality we have here. Uh, yes, we want to be explosive. Some guys have natural ability, uh, but we're just trying to fine tune that and, and tighten everything up. And that's going to make them a more uh, explosive and effective athlete. Bruce, this was awesome. I appreciate the chat for anybody that's uh, whether it's an individual player, high school coach, college coach. Um, if they're interested in either having you come and train or getting in touch with that video, how exactly can people do that? How can they get in touch with you? We have two different websites. There's my LombardMMA.com uh, website. Uh, that's more about our gym, but it still has, uh, you know, talks a little bit about the football program. Uh, and then MMAFX.net uh, is the website specific to, to these football programs. And, yes, we sell the video set through there. Uh, it's a two-hour-long video set. Uh, Anthony Zettel, who played in the NFL for six years, is the athlete that's in there with me. He's probably one of the best guys I had ever trained. Uh, it's very instructional, slow motion, tense to detail, professionally done by, by a videographer. Uh, and then we're on Instagram, uh, with the handles Lombard MMA, uh, Twitter Lombard MMA, and, uh, even Facebook Lombard MMA, uh, which also carries all the MMA effects information as well. Uh, yeah. And if people want to bring me in, it's just, they can email me through those, those sites or message me. And, uh, or if they want to come and train or if they even, even when people get the video set, 
I keep a relationship with them uh, because I want to work for them. If they're going to invest in this, then it's it's my obligation to make sure that it works for them or their athletes or their players or their, even their sons. But I get a lot of fathers to buy it just for their sons to get the work in while we're there and, and working on doing those little things. Awesome. Bruce, best of luck to you. Please keep making the trip down to Blacksburg. We could use some more. Yeah, go Hokies, man. I, I'm excited to see what Coach Pry and that staff are going to do with that program. I think big things ahead. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bruce. You enjoy the okay. rest of your week. All right. Thanks, Bruce. Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Please don't go to slice again. Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day. Yeah.